0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Well,
1: let's just like play a little role play here with the, uh, with the rockets. They got the number four pick San Antonio got the number one pick. Let's just go inside the mind of some of the prominent figures that are still in the building and that have left. Let's start with Tillman Fertitta. What's going through the mind of Tillman Fertitta right now? What is he doing right now? Drinking.
2: Yeah, I I wonder if he still has his faith. Is he is he still a praying man after he spent all of these months praying for Victor? It, so so I I just wonder if he still prays. It, it, that was I don't want to say it was a bad look,
0: but that interview was not a great look well, that he gave. Well, obviously, where you're like saying thank god we have ten, 10 days off and pray for victor like eh, that didn't go kind over. it felt like my spirit animal <laughs> that that did not go over well with people i think in that building that he did that and obviously that's not it's not great and it's almost like the lottery god saw that and said you know what you can pray for him now but you're not getting him so i, I think this is and they've kind of put all their eggs in the 2023 basket when it came to that draft. And I think everybody knew it was going to be a good draft, especially at the top. And to come out of this with nothing, I think that has to be a big disappointment for
1: him. All right. So what about Rafael Stone? What's I, going on in his mind? Well,
2: could I say first, though, just since we were on for Tita, I hope that one thing that's going in his head is that he's given a real close look at everybody that's running this operation. That includes Rafael Stone, obviously. Like if they, here's why I make that point. If they had drafted Victor Wimbayama, I don't know how much it would have mattered who was the GM of this team, to be quite honest with you. Like, I could have done 100%. that. 100%. Yeah. 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 You, could you, you know what I'm saying? That. Like, like so, yeah, No it, doubt. So the spotlight on Rafael Stone, I know that you're about to ask what we think he's thinking, but I hope that now Tilman Fertitta is thinking a lot more – closer and heavier on Raphael Stone than he would have had to had he been able to drive Victor women it's like
1: it's like if you like let's say you're getting a loan or something and you and you keep telling people well oh, I'm about to get uh you know uh or, or you're trying you're trying to apply for a loan and it's oh, I'm about to get five hundred thousand dollars wired to my account and then eventually the wire doesn't come through that's kind of how Raphael Stone is right now like he he's applying to keep running this thing and, and you you've got it you You've got to reevaluate the situation, right?
2: Yeah, no, one hundred percent. He's got he's got work to do now. Like he has to actually make decisions that are difficult, that are not like black and white. There's a lot of gray area, and there's a poss. There's even the possibility that he could make the right decisions and that they don't even work. That happens a lot. That happens a lot. So he's running into that as well. Like, but I mean, you've got to weigh that. I feel like you've absolutely got to weigh that. Weigh what he's done so far along with what the task is in front of him.
0: And, you know, I, I asked Tillman Fertitta this very question. I, I just, because he he was kind of a surprise late last minute addition to the Udoka press conference a few weeks ago. And, he, you know, he talked about how he was happy with the job that Rafael Stone had done, especially when it came to uh, accumulating talent. And I think that he was happy with the results that they had in the draft. I think that as an organization, they've been happy with what they've seen from Jabari Smith Jr. They've been happy with what they've seen from Jalen Green. Um, I think that obviously they have been. Um, I think that they, they have gotten more out of Alper and Shingun than they thought that they that, that they might that they might. So I think that they have been happy overall with the accumulation of talent. And I, I asked um, Tillman for to evaluate the other stuff that Rafael Stone has done, and he was pretty effusive in his praise. And they had a clear goal once they decided to rebuild, and that was A, accumulate talent, which they've done. Now we'll have to wait and see if those picks actually work out. And the second goal was to clear the cap, and they've done a good job of that. So basically the last couple of years have been about getting as much talent on the roster as we can – and then clearing our cap space, and then we build the roster from there. Now, what Rafael Stone has done so far, that's the easy part of the job. The easy part of the job is to trade guys, get draft picks, make those draft picks, and clear your cap space. The hard part of the job is now getting that group to to mesh into a basketball team that actually wins games. Yeah,
2: which they desperately need to be like now, like starting now. So now, that and that's why I say that about Tillman Fertitta's what, what is he thinking? I I hope at least this is what he's thinking, in addition to being really, really sad.
1: So we have a pretty good idea of what Stone's thinking, too, based on what you guys said. I think we've covered uh, that ground. What about M.A. Adoka, man? Ooh, I mean, that's a good one, when, actually. When they laid out the appeal of this job, they were talking about potentially getting Wimby. And then I think I'm assuming you were thinking, okay, well, if we don't get Wimby, maybe we get Scoot. If we don't get Scoot, maybe we get Brandon Miller. Now, MA Adoka took this job. Not only did that not happen, one of your rivals got the generational guy. The Sun's job opened up. The Bucks' job opened up. The Raptors' job opened up, although it was open a, a, a little bit before he took the gig. Man, he's got to be sitting there thinking, and I know he's a hard O, so he's probably already in coach mode. He's got to be thinking, man, if I would have just waited two more weeks.
0: Can I throw out an irresponsible possibility?
1: Okay. Absolutely. At 8
0: o'clock. Who has spent a lot of time in San Antonio over the years? Eme Udoka, yeah, he's a is a he comes if, from the pop tree. What what if Pop all of a sudden decides to one day step down? Who could be who could wind up being his replacement? Because I think a lot of people thought it was going to be Quinn Snyder, and then Quinn Quinn took the job in Atlanta. Now that's now that's just kind of throwing something yeah. out there that's totally yeah. ill informed. It's and, all good, yeah. But I I think for Udoka, I don't think that he has any second thoughts over taking the Rockets' job. You and, don't, and you, and you can throw you don't out,
1: think he saw that Suns' job or that Bucks' job? But open you know up what? And Say damn.
0: But you can also argue that those jobs are sinking ships at this point because you have a Phoenix team whose best player is Kevin Durant, and he's 34, 35 years old, and you have Booker, but then you're saddled by the Paul contract, and it's really hard for them, and then you have to deal with whatever's going on with DeAndre Ayton, and then you've got to figure out how to get that team better when they traded all their draft capital in order to get Durant. So if I'm if I'm Udoka, I, that's not really a job that I want. Um, On the same side with Philly, you have – and um, who is getting older and has trouble holding up for an entire season, and you have Harden, who's a free agent, and it's hard for them to improve their roster a whole lot because they gave up a bunch of picks to get Harden. So with those two teams having lost in the second round, can anybody get them to the next round after that? We've already seen it with Philly where the, the Sixers haven't been able to get past the second round. Phoenix now is going backwards and it's really hard for them to, to really improve their team. So if I'm Udoka, I have a I have a job with the Rockets where there's no pressure at all. Like there really isn't. I They've won 20 games two years ago. They won 22 games last year. It's really hard to get worse from that. You know, you can only get better from that point so I think that he comes into this where you know he's he's starting he gets a young group starting from scratch and he can kind of build that group into the way that he wants to build them that's a coach's dream to me
2: yeah and I don't necessarily look at it as he wishes he got one of these other jobs that opened up but I do feel like he's one of the main guys that feels the the effects of that two-piece combo because it went from the possibility, obviously, of him coaching Victor Wemingama to now they have some hard decisions to make. So, like, I feel like if there's anybody, like we talk about the fan base, we talk about anybody that actually feels the the ramifications of the two-piece combo. I do think that it's M.A. Udoka and that you can fairly say that this job, obviously, because you didn't get Victor, does not look as good as it did the day that he took it. I think that, that it's fair to say that. But you could also say that it doesn't mean that he necessarily does not want it. On top of
1: that, Rockets get the fourth pick, Spurs get the first pick. If you're just tuning in, Landry Locker, Brandon Scott, Adam Spillane, man, Wimby's got a perfect tour guide too, man. Oh yeah, you, you saw know, that? Tony Parker's got him set up straight, man. You got he got his fellow Frenchman. He's gonna then just let him know let him know how to live, man. Yo, I He's wish got we all the advice. He's I, got all the
2: advice. Now I wish we had that. Like it's it's funny because Tony Parker was here for the Final Four because uh, they were, you know, being announced for the Hall of Fame. And Christy Rican from the Associated Press actually asked Tony Parker about yeah. Victor Wimbiyama and not just because, you know, the possibility of him going to the Spurs, but more so because of the French connection, you know, obviously. And now, <laughs> now he's actually going to the team that, that he played oh, for. I got a
1: decent fan base already. Yeah, I would imagine so. Imagine the Spurs got some fans there, so. Um, I would, I'm not going to say good for him. I saw John McClain tweet out good for pop. I'm happy for pop. Stick it. John, yeah, no, I'm, the hell is wrong with I'm you. Good on that. You pissed me off enough today. John McClain said that today, but not I'm happy for pop pop but, these nuts. So
2: I have a theory on McClain <laughs> pop these nuts. That's a, that, that is a hey, clip that a- absolutely clip that Chris Santiago. But my theory on McClain with this is that he's from Waco, right? McClain is from central Texas. So he's got, like, this odd, hey, everything from Texas is good kind of vibe to him. Because, nah. like, he, like, roots for everything. And t- like, he he was on the air with you guys talking about gig him and sick him and, and, and hook him and everything. Nah. Like, he has no, like, obviously he's a Baylor guy, but he has no Texas allegiances. Like, anything with Texas on it, he's going to try to rep it. But I, I'm not here for that. Not, not today. Come Sorry, on. John. I love you, John. Come on, man. But I ain't here for that.
1: All right, final role play. We've gone through the mind of Tillman Fertitta. We've gone through the mind of Rafael Stone. We've gone through the mind of M.A. Adoka. Steven Silas. What is Steven Silas thinking today? I think
0: Steven Silas is probably not disappointed that's, <laughs> that the Rockets lost out on this. Because he he took them through the really bad part of the rebuild. And he obviously isn't going to get to see the other side of it. And it's not like his replacement is going to get to coach a generational star. So I think that Steven Silas probably sitting, he's been in Boston. He might be in Charlotte
2: right now. I think he's probably in a pretty good mood. I think he's probably, I would imagine that Steven Silas has a line on Greg Popovich. And maybe he's calling to go see if he can coach, if if he needs an assistant coach. Would he like an extra set of hands and brains on the bench? He's
0: already been working with the Celtics. He was in Boston. Oh, was he? He was in Boston during the first round. Because, I mean, the Celtics bench is is very thin because, you know, obviously they lost Yudoka right before the season and then Damon Stoudemire left uh, during the season to
2: go take the Georgia Tech job.
0: So that that bench is incredibly short. I think most people think that Silas is going to wind up as Joe Mizzoula's top assistant.
2: Yeah, he's been a good assistant coach in the past. He might be best suited.
0: He's going to get another chance to be head coach. He's going to get a what? He's going to get another chance to be head coach. Yeah,
2: but he might be best suited to be an assistant coach. I'd be trying to go over there to San Antonio and coach... My, my boy Victor Wembanyama, and look at the Houston Rockets three or four times a year, and say, "What's up? How, how you? How does it feel? How does it feel? That's how I would feel if I were him. Obviously, I'm well, crushed.
1: I mean, in the in the perfect path, I'm sure the Rockets wanted Stephen Silas to be the scapegoat whether they it's did. fair or not yeah i mean whether they it's did. whether it's fair or not We should accomplish there yeah i mean they they wanted steven silas to be looked at we, they wanted us to look back and say steven silas is an idiot he doesn't know what he's doing he's over his head he's gutless all that type of stuff that they wanted they wanted you to think and we know what we're doing and we had this master plan the the thing that kind of bothered me about um the the way in which the rockets got here is it, it's okay to to get lucky like it's 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 okay to get lucky. It felt like when I was listening to Stone, and I and I've heard a lot of people that kind of put out the Stone message. It, it's almost like they were they they acted like they took the Men in Black laser and like put it in front of my face and made me forget everything, and basically told me that they were telling me trust the process for the last two years. Like they weren't trying to win basketball games. Like there was like some sort of tank to where if today they would have gotten Victor, that it would have been like see. Perfect. Phase on defense. What did what did Stone say? No, phase two. Yeah. here's phase two. Yeah. Um, I. I had no problem with the result working out because I because sometimes you luck into stuff. Like sometimes you well, luck into stuff. That's what the lottery stuff. is.
0: The lottery is you're lucking into something.
1: But there, this was not like some sort of plan. Like they wanted to win more games than this. Like they they did not want to, tank this year.
0: Um but I mean but see, at a certain I, point they accepted it. I, I think they they went into this they went into last season understanding that they weren't going to win games
1: became, I heard 25 30 was the goal. 25
0: I was told they thought 25 would be a miracle
1: that, uh, yeah, I was told 25 30. yeah but it, I mean Utah
0: you, you're closer to it than me but it, but that was kind of how they handled the off season where all they did was add draft picks. they did not add any sort of veteran free agent to the mix and so they went into last season with a very thin roster. They went into the season with only one point guard. You know, they were basically were trying out guys at point guard, where they, it was going to be Kevin Porter Jr. was going to be the starter, and then Dacian Nix was going to get an opportunity to be the backup point guard. And Dacian Nix failed pretty spectacularly. Yeah. So and then so you had that. Um, they they did not look to add another point guard to the roster at any other point. So they're trying Jay Sean Tate at point. I mean, the, the point guard uh, position for them was a mess, especially once Kevin Porter Jr. got hurt, and they didn't really do anything to supplement that. So you knew that they weren't serious about winning games by the way they handled the previous offseason. You know, two offseasons ago, they at least signed Daniel Tice. You know, they at least looked to bring somebody in from the outside. They didn't do that at
2: all last summer. Yeah, but see, but that's also like I would go back to the point. I I was much more fixated on them getting a player because they had that opportunity on getting a player that made it matter a lot less who the general manager was or is. Mm-hmm. Now we're in a different space. Now now it absolutely well, now, he's gotta, now he's got now he's got to do his job. Yeah, exactly. And the job is earlier. a lot
0: harder now than it than it would have been when they when ESPN went to commercial.
2: 100% and that's kind of my point like and that's why for me the whole idea of getting Victor like I didn't I didn't think much about Rafael Stone because to me now that means you've got a player that's going to survive head coaches and general managers for as long as he's, like, not disgruntled and trying to force his way out. Like, as long as he wants to be here, he is going to – he like, he's going to be here. So, like, for me, Rafael Stone – going into this lottery was almost an ancillary story or like a secondary story. Now he's a a much bigger story because he's got to do his job and it matters a lot more. Well, let's sit him to the side. They probably should do that more
0: often. I kind of want to evaluate, though, what he's done.
1: Let's evaluate what he's done and then let's sit him to the side and let's play GM and solve the problems. We are going to give a path towards a good offseason for the Houston Rockets and we're going to evaluate the job that the GM has done. The draft special with Landry Locker and the great Adam Spillane and the great Brandon Scott continues next.